At British Space Headquarters, radar technicians monitor two converging space capsules. And one degree. How are you reading? I'm reading okay. One degree. Now. Calmly directing operations is a good-looking man, Professor Ralph Cornish. He's watching the astronaut Charles Van Leiden via a huge projection screen. Maneuver completed. You overshot, Charlie. Make a two-second correction to port. Two-second correction to port. Now. Error rectified. You're doing fine, Charlie. What is my distance from Mars probe 7? Distance computation, please. A voice calls down from the control area's busy mezzanine level. Distance 580 miles. Seven minutes, three seconds to objective. Confirm. Charlie, how's it going? No problem. Everything's fine. No contact yet. There's been no contact for seven months. How do we know they're still alive? You took off from Mars manually. You must have been alive then. Something took off from Mars. The Ambassadors of Death by David Whittaker. Episode 1. Still seated at his console, Cornish is now joined by Dr. Bruno Tatalian. Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart stands close by. How is it going? They're closing. Charlie's a bit edgy. Can you blame him? It is possible he has gone up to rendezvous with a flying coffin. Do you think they're dead? Seven months' space time, they could have fixed a defective radio. If they are dead, it is going to turn public opinion against our space program. Frightened your computer grant might be cut, Bruno? What are you going to tell the public? That's not my job. From a glass cubicle overlooking the control area, TV journalist John Wakefield is making a broadcast. In a few minutes, we shall know the answer to the question that has been occupying the minds of everyone here at Space Control since Mars Probe 7 took off on its return journey from the Red Planet nearly eight months ago. What has happened to astronauts Frank Michaels and Joe Lafie? Communications remain perfect on the long outward journey to the Red Planet and throughout the difficult landing. For a full 12 hours, they sent back pictures and reports from the surface of Mars. Both then seemed in perfect health. Then, silence. The world assumed that disaster had overtaken the mission. But when all hope was gone, radio astronomers at Cambridge reported that Mars Probe 7 had blasted off and was heading back to Earth. The doctor turns down the volume on his TV set and wanders over to the TARDIS control console, which is standing incongruously in the middle of his cluttered book-line laboratory at unit headquarters. Deep in thought, he begins to flick switches and pull levers. Unnoticed, Liz Shaw watches bemused from the room's open doorway.